0: Creepy lovelies, welcome back to another episode here at the Creepy Cryptid Crypt. I am your host, Black Widow, and if you wanted to kick your day off with something positive, just turn today's episode off. Uh, I have a really fucked up murder series out of New York from 1970s, uh, and it's technically unsolved, and it's... um, it's pretty gruesome. So I'm going to start this by saying trigger warnings. Uh, I also want to say because technically this remains unsolved because uh, their main suspect is still in a mental institution for the criminally insane and is still incompetent to stand trial. We don't have a lot of information because it's still open. Um, for those of you who don't know what the incompetent to stand trial means, it means that he was found by a clinical psychologist or a psychologist to not have a high enough IQ to understand the legal proceedings and participate properly. And that's like the most basic layman's version of what that means. Um, So yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure that was super fucking loud. I apologize. Um, So just uh, keep that in mind. I picked this serial killer off of my serial killer map in my uh, podcast room slash office. And this serial killer, they called Charlie Trakoff. So naturally, I was intrigued. As I read the story, I wish I weren't. But if you're still here, and then I'll just tell, I'll tell you about it because you're still here, Uh, but it it gets more fucked up from here. So just like, buckle up. Hold on to your butt. It's a lot. (sighs) Okay. So the main suspect to be Charlie Chopoff was a human called Erno Soto and they, oh, my brain just stopped working. I'm sorry. They, um, they had many reasons to believe that he was perpetuating these crimes, but the, the what they thought was the trigger event was that his marriage fell apart And he and his wife separated for a handful of years, I think maybe like eight to ten. And at some point, he tried to reconcile with his wife. But uh, during the period of separation, she had a child with somebody else. And the kid was African-American, so he knew it wasn't his because he and his wife were both Puerto Rican. So there's that. Um, And he made several attempts to act like, you know, he didn't care that he wasn't the father and he didn't care that, you know... She had relations with other people while they were separated. Uh, But when the little boy turned eight, and I assume that they were all living together at this point, it just kind of got to be too much for him. And his behavior got more and more erratic. And him being Soto. And so their attempt at putting the family back together fell apart. And like I said before, this is what they assumed to be the trigger event for uh, the Charlie Chopoff murders. And again, as I've said before, there's not a whole lot of information because technically this is still an open investigation. So I don't, I have like one eyewitness tip off, one guy who survived and like no forensic evidence for you guys. So this, this is what we have uh, and, like I said earlier, I really don't like this case now that I know about it. And, um, I. That's just part of, you know, the, uh. True crime life, I guess. Uh, you hear something and you're interested, and then you read it, and you're like, oh, okay. Wish I didn't know that, but now I know it. Great. Fabulous. Awesome. So, I'm gonna get right into the murders now if you're still here. Um,. The first child, yes, child, was murdered. (sighs) The first child was an eight-year-old African-American boy named Douglas Owens. His remains were recovered on March 9th, 1972. He was stabbed 38 times. And this is my least favorite part. Uh, all of this is absolutely terrible, but I think that this particular piece just didn't need to be a thing. Um. His genitalia had been sliced but not severed. Shortly after the attack on this poor soul, police received an anonymous tip saying that Soto had perpetrated this crime. Uh, A lot of reports say the police ignored it, and then six weeks later, the Charlie Chopoff killer struck again. Um, I think that perhaps police tried to investigate, and they just can't tell us because it's an open case, and they couldn't get enough to arrest him at this point, but who knows? Um, the next one is a 10 year old boy who was gutted, sodomized and had his genitalia removed. Um, most of the reports say that the child survived the attack. Um, they did indeed survive and I'm hoping that they got all the medical attention they needed at this point in time. Um, and hopefully a lot of psychological care. Uh, But now we've got two victims and the media is getting wind of it. So they start running with this Charlie Chopoff story. And we still have a couple more murders to go. Then we have um, nine-year-old Wendell Hubbard, who was found stabbed to death on the rooftop of an East Harlem house on October 23rd, 1972. He was also missing his genitalia. And then in March of 1973, the killer struck again murdering Luis Ortiz in a very brutal way and removing his genitalia. Like I said, we had a survivor from that um, second attack. He you know, obviously was deeply traumatized, did his best to give a description to the police, but all he really had was that the perpetrator was like Spanish or Italian and that he might have a limp, which I realize is not a lot to go on, but you can't fucking blame the kid, like, I, I also, I understand the need to, like, get a statement, but, like, I just, I would have been fucking livid if I was those kids' parents, like, I understand, I understand, you have to catch him, but, like, my kid needs to fucking rest and, like, be left the fuck alone, like, all of this was traumatizing enough, like, get the fuck out of here, but I digress, um, and then in August, of 1973 on the 20th eight-year-old Stephen Cropper was found dead his body had been pretty badly mutilated uh he had a slashed artery in his arm but he he was the only body not to be sexually mutilated and the weapon was different so usually the killer was using uh, a knife but in this case a razor blade was used and then things got pretty quiet for the rest of that year until May of 1974 And this kid, thankfully, this kid got away before anything was able to happen to him, them. And uh, neighbors in the area knew exactly what the fuck was going on. So when this kid was running, screaming for help, people went to help him. Um, And they held the suspect down until cops arrived. And that suspect was Soto. And at this point, he was only charged for attempted kidnapping because, you know, that's all they really had him on. They had no idea what his intent with this other kid was so we have we have that at least he was apprehended at this point okay hang on a second oh there you go you're fine rex don't be such drama butt Hmm. and this is where we get into why he's mentally incompetent to stand trial and why he was um He's in a mental institution. So while he was being questioned, he claimed repeatedly that God had instructed him to turn little boys into little girls. And that's really all they got out of him. Um, And unfortunately, the kid who survived earlier didn't pick him out of a lineup. So they've already got a shaky case, right? And they don't have a lot of evidence. And now they've got that poor kid who's traumatized. I can't fucking blame him, like brought him in for a lineup. Couldn't pick him out. Uh, They don't say if they brought in the kid that escaped for the lineup, I would have also brought that kid in and seen if we could get an identification. That was probably, you know, a better bet, but I am not in charge. So, again, Soto was found mentally incompetent to stand trial. He's still in a mental institution. The murders did stop after he was apprehended, but what's interesting is that there was – He did have an alibi for one of the murders. Excuse me. He had checked himself into a mental institution because he had a breakdown. Um, And so all of the records indicate that he was there. But there are a lot of people who say, well, he couldn't easily just like fucking left and come back because I guess it was like a low level security mental institution. So... um, There is that, and there is the weird, strange, fucked up story of Charlie Chopoff that is technically still unsolved. I apologize for ruining your day, but you did stay, and I did tell you, if you didn't want to listen, don't stay. So, you stayed. Here you are. And now you know things about a terrible human that you wish you didn't know, but you know them. So, (sighs) This this is what we do here. Um... I've got, what do I have coming up? I've got some weird Greek monster dolphin episode coming out. And then after that, I have a doozy of a fucking episode. It took me three days to write. I'm going to have to wait to record it because I'm probably going to need a little bit, something stronger than coffee to record that episode um it's on the scorecard killer out of la it's gonna be rough it's it's gonna be rough la in the 70s and the 80s was fucking gnarly so just a heads up uh if you want to just do the greek dolphin episode and skip the next scorecard killer episode that's totally fine i won't be offended but i've already done the research so i'm gonna record it Uh, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends. If you have a story that you want to hear, let me know. Uh, I'm not running out of content because there's a surplus of assholes in the world who just think they can take human life in any way, shape or form they please. But, uh, I do want to, you know, record stuff that you guys want to hear. So DM me on the Instagram. Um, if there's ghost stories or things you want to hear about, let me know in the near future I will be doing like a freeway killer series and then um a golden state killer series I will be using my own family member's account of golden state killer for that I have to coordinate with her uh no we're not sorry let me back up uh actually, you know what I'm just gonna leave it we're we're not my words are so hard in the morning. I really should have had more coffee before recording uh that family member and our family we are not victims of the golden State killer. Preface that I know that we 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 are victims of another murderer but we not that one um so I just want to put that out there but we we do have uh A small tie to Golden State Killer. Well, at least someone in our family does. So uh, I will be working on that and getting that episode out eventually. Who knows when? I just have to sit down and do the work. That one's going to be fucking long and ridiculous. So anyway, uh, I'm sure you're tired of hearing my voice. Maybe not if you're still here. Um, But I will let you go get on with your day. Go do nice, fun, sunshiny things. And until you hear my voice again.